So if you're a coach, you're really good at what you do, you know, you put lots of time into your education, your craft, you get great results, but it's very overwhelming with what to do first in your marketing or, or, or even a good marketing plan to begin with, especially if you get very overwhelmed with social media. I think you want to listen to today's podcast episode. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use their stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. preface this episode that if you're a coach, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Well, today's guest is Omar Cumberbatch, and he's actually a health coach. Why do I bring on a health coach? Well, if you've listened to my story a few times, I used to be a personal trainer, practically was a health coach. Um, I'm, the values that they have are very dear to my heart, so it was pretty natural for me to bring on another health coach. But we, we did talk about more about, so to say, like the marketing side of it, and um what is the best place to start if, if you're just overwhelmed with all the social media stuff. So my guest today, like I said, Omar Cumberbatch, he's a founder of the Health Coach Academy and he's a professional health coach and of the radio talk show host, Health Coach Academy. Uh, so I'll link his uh, podcast in the description below. He's also got, a, a, a if you're interested as well, his five-day sugar-free challenge. Um, I'm going to leave both of those there. But he talks about, you know, also the marketing side, but but how the the coaching side as well to his podcast. So um, I don't necessarily talk about that on this one. So definitely go check out his podcast. But without further ado, here's my conversation today with Omar Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets, and I'm joined here by Omar Cumberbatch, and we're going to be talking about all things about if you're a coach and you know. You're in a saturated field. Maybe you don't know how to differentiate yourself from your market. You're really good at what you do, but you don't know how to necessarily market yourself. Uh, I think this is going to be an absolute great podcast for you. Omar, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Omar, um, I'd really, really love it if you could tell my audience a little bit of your cliff notes of backstory and how you came to where you are right now in your business. Oh sure, yeah. No, it's it's an interesting journey to the extent that I've always been into health and wellness, and one of the things that I really noticed about what I was doing at the time is whatever I was doing just wasn't working. And I think that's basically the theme of a lot of stuff when I started out, even in fitness and kind of with my business. So one of the things that I really was passionate about at the time was, you know, weight loss and just trying to get in shape physically. And I was definitely one of those people who would absolutely be in the gym two hours a day, trying to get my body in a position that I was, you know, happy about. And one of the things that I realized is I wasn't getting results. I was following a lot of directions, following a lot of tips, listening to 
the mainstream thoughts and I just was struggling. And I, I was definitely somebody who was not in a mind frame to like quit. I was very much of a hard worker to just say, I'll, I'll, if, it, if I need to spend another 20 minutes in the gym, I'll spend another 20 minutes in the gym. If, if I need to run an extra mile a day, I'll run the extra mile. Um, and then I kind of stumbled upon uh, someone who actually became my mentor. Uh, his name is Sean Croxon. He was from the Underground Wellness Podcast. And I started watching him on YouTube and he just really started talking about the effects of sugar and how it affects your body and has all these detrimental effects on like weight loss, health, cancer, all, all, all kinds of different things. And I started to just say, to, to pay attention, cut sugar out. And all of a sudden I just lost weight automatically. It just like literally fell off of me. And one of the things that I really was fascinated by the experiences that I just wanted to share, you know, I wanted to share that experience. And a lot of people were asking me like, how did you do this? I basically just said, Hey, this is all I did. And they were listening to me and I stumbled upon the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I uh, decided to be a health coach. And it was something of a field that I didn't really understand what it was, but I kind of knew I was doing it for free. <laughs> so at that point, I really started to take uh, uh, action and start really diving into that material, got certified. And then I came out uh, as a health coach and I really wanted to also use a platform of podcasting to, to really boost my business and become uh, considered an expert in my fields. And I had a couple of rebranding and things like that. So I'll, I'll give you that as we dive into that in the future. But that's kind of the long story short about how I came into the health coaching practice and uh, became a podcaster as well. Nice. Okay. So you, you, you were in the position as you're in the position as maybe one of your clients right now. You're like, you're in that state of, I don't know how I'm listening to all this advice. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to actually do it. Listen to someone's advice. You took action and actually worked for you. And that's what really magnetized people towards you. I'm curious, Omar. So how did you, what was, what was your first way of getting your message out? Like how did you first attract, um, put your message out and then attract those first few clients? The first few clients, believe it or not, uh, were referrals. Um, and one of the things, again, from my experience and people really just seeing the transition that I personally did locally, they they were coming and they were like very intrigued about just the rapid weight loss to the point where some people initially thought I was actually sick because <laughs> it was such a dramatic weight loss at the time. But um, that's really on a local level. Like as far as like when I started getting clients that were outside of that box, it was definitely through podcasting um it also was yep. through like speaking engagements i had a couple of gigs that i was able to to book uh, where i would go to say a corporate uh, place um smaller venues where i would just speak and people were just interested in the topic and then afterwards they would come up and then i would start getting clients and really just pitching it from that angle but my method really right now that I really utilize as, as best I can is the podcasting. Um, my show is allowing me to actually talk to experts, you know, directly. So once you're positioned in front of someone like a, a popular person in the fitness industry, people kind of associate you as an expert as well, because you have this relationship. So people start saying, Oh, wow, he must know what he's talking about. And that's one of the main reasons that I've been able to get a lot of different clients 
uh, at this level today. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree, man. Like podcasting is the way to go. Um, and it's like the ultimate relationship building tool. You've got that authority that you're a podcaster. You can invite pretty much anyone onto your podcast. Mind you, you do have to maybe work for a bit, but sure, yeah. like I totally agree with you. It's the, one of the best medias um, that you could probably pick right now. So did, is that, is that, did you try different, you know, social medias? Did you try different strategies like with content marketing to differentiate yourself or did you just go straight into podcasting? Cause that's what you were drawn to. Well, honestly I did. I just was so bad <laughs> at social media to this day. Like it's one of the things yeah. that I'm actually actively looking to outsource it because social media is important. It, it really is something that I know a lot of people look at. Um, but my numbers mm. of my downloads don't reflect um, <laughs> what my social media actually exhibits. So my social media is relatively low when it comes to like Instagram and maybe Facebook, Twitter, I have a decent following, but nothing com comparison to my downloads. So I failed miserably in the social media aspect, especially um, in the beginning. And I just use driving the podcast as my way to, to actually gain clients, gain um, the credentials that I was able to build over the years. So it was, it was always something I wanted to do. Um, I, I love, like you said, the connections that you make um, and a lot of people who you meet over the, the years were able to help me just spread my message because just having an important guest on the show, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pump your social media feed with that particular person because you know they will share as well and once they sh they share people stumble upon what you do so i've used that mode to really build the business more than social media and again like i said i'm intend on working on that a little bit more just to have a presence yeah. but you know podcasting is definitely the way i was going with it yeah no that's that's totally fine because we're probably at a very similar level where you know i haven't got the biggest social media following i've got a, uh, like a smallish email list um, podcast is compared to everyone else smallish, but like you, I've chosen it because I think it's a really good strategy to just, uh, you know, get your feet wet with media in, in general and you just position mm -hmm. yourself in front of those experts, which I absolutely love. So when you created your podcast, cause it's a really good lesson for my audience. How did you set it up in the beginning so that you weren't, um, you were actually talking to maybe your ideal client rather than talking to other health coaches and, you know, you weren't going to really hire them because they're health coaches too, or maybe I'm wrong. So I'd love to hear what your strategy was from the beginning. Yeah. Well, and and it's, it's interesting that you asked that because uh, I think this will be a valuable lesson. Cause even when I do like business coaching for people, I, I definitely think that the one way to, to not waste years and time is to really iron out who that market is that you want to talk to and speak to that. So to just give a little bit of a story about how my, sure. <laughs> how I was, how I was languishing, <laughs> even though I was having a great time. And I think one of the things that always I, I feel about myself, I have a lot of interest. So in my initial podcast, it was called, uh, the wellness ultimatum. And my target audience was, I wanted to talk to men about health and fitness. So I thought the wellness ultimatum was going to have like this following of men. And we're, you know, like we're going to, it's, it's, it was, I thought it was like kind of a macho kind of thing. <laughs> I thought guys would grab yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, sure. 
<laughs> and I just what, what the topics that I was covering, I just had a tremendous amount of female following. And it, it taught me a little bit about branding and what I needed to do if I wanted to stay in that lane. Um, but it also did reflect that I was going a little bit all over the place. So I, so I was talking about things that I thought wellness in, in, encompasses all. So I, I would talk about relationships. I would talk about food. I would talk about mental health. And I think that was problematic in the beginning because when you're just starting out, you really should focus and niche down as best as you can. And my mentor actually proved it to me because even when, and so, so now my, my message is a little bit more defined and he, he put it simply, he's like, if you go on a show in the beginning and you talking about uh, keto diets, and then you develop a little bit of an audience with keto, get some momentum maybe even an advertiser is like, wow, you know what? I like his content. I'll advertise with him. And then the next show you start talking about dating, they're going to be like, wait, hold on. I thought this was a keto show. <laughs> you know, I thought, so they, they go, okay, you, maybe I won't advertise with this particular person. So I was getting a, a significant download, but it was never a true audience who consistently listened. So mm -hmm. we kind of had to rebrand um, again with the guidance of, uh, my mentor to really like, I know that you stumbled upon the health coach Academy. So I talked to health coaches and it's all about health coaches who come out of their business. I mean, come out of their certifications and want to know the business aspect of stuff. So my audience is very, very specific. It, they can see it. It's really easy for them to follow. And that's always, I always tell people if you're going to go in that lane, like with the podcasting thing, you have to look and see when you look at a podcast, like there's millions and millions and millions of podcasts. Like, how do you know that that one will stand out from anything else? The best way to do that is really to at least have what the podcast is about in something of the description or the title. So when a health coach is looking for, well, I want to know a little bit more about my field and health coaches in the title, it's kind of an easy <laughs> transition for them. Um, so I, yeah. I felt... It, it, in the beginning, again, like when I had like the wellness ultimatum, it was like, all right, what, what part of wellness? There's a whole bunch of angles that we can talk about wellness. And that's why I think that in the beginning, I, I was struggling. Um, I'm also a co-host of another podcast. It's called This Podcast Burns mm -hmm. Fat. It's about weight loss. <laughs> so it's like I try to, to, sit, to make everything really, really specific so that a person doesn't necessarily have to to, to search for me. It's always good to, from people to stumble upon what you're doing, but it just kind of weeds out like a lot of the, the tough stuff that you labor with in the beginning. Yeah. It's so, so true. Like clear theme at the beginning. Um, and like you said, your podcast should say what it is. So this is the storytelling secrets podcast. Obviously you're going to pick up some secrets about storytelling health coach Institute podcast. Um, like yeah. just perfect match. And um, when you said when you're picking a lane, so if you were to recommend um, someone else who is a, a coach, maybe they're not a health coach, but just a coach in general, um, would you recommend picking that, you know, because I noticed you, you interview a lot of other business health, uh, so like coach business experts, and you bring them onto your show. 
um, <laughs> or, or maybe I've just looked through the top part of catalog, but that's what it looked like. Um, sure, yeah. So is that the lane you went down? So like building your business as a coach and you bring on other experts, would that be something you recommend to um, other coaches to acquire clients because they're your ideal fit. Yeah. So I think the way that I looked at it at the overarching theme of like the health coach Academy was uh, it still was about health coaches. It's it's an interesting market. And I think coaching is, is evolving so much nowadays that this is a great question because I think the conversation can be had for anybody who's listening. It's like um, the idea of a health coach in America is very new in a sense that it's okay health what like so they like and there's not anybody that we can make reference to like we have you know you're in australia like tony robbins is like a big coach you know um this this huge you know he's 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 one of those guys but like outside of that you know who's the number one health coach around i i don't know (laughs) like we have a couple of them who are very successful um and what happened was when I started the show, I, you know, I wanted to have like people not to just really talk to coaches about business and business is business at the end of the day. So at the end, what I was always picking up and just like, you know, when I have you on my show, you're going to give my people a, such a valuable lesson because of the business that you're in can help us in just performing in our business, the, the storytelling part, the, the ability to, to get a message across your client, you, you could be anybody. And that's like a vital part of any business. And that that's how I was um, positioning it. So yeah, to, I, I think to answer the question um, that was the angle that, and it wasn't, I didn't want to restrict it to just that coach or just having the number of, uh, health coaches on because again our market is evolving and we wanted to really get as many uh, tips from other sources because I think that the the more that we expand that consciousness of how to do a to business it'll just infiltrate the coaching environment which will, will be something that we can all be successful in growing like that. Yes, I love that. So yeah, de- getting multiple different angles, multiple different experts. So can actually help them in their business. Um, I got to ask you as well. So do you do solo podcast on your show? I personally don't. <laughs> and I never really intended on doing it alone. You know, I, I think one of the things that I enjoy about um, my podcast and just the format that I put it in is that I, I, I love the conversation. Like I said, this is so much fun for me that you know we're just exchanging ideas and I guess I didn't want to ever just be by myself in this I like I love the collaboration I love the the new ideas that come out Uh, I think you know there's a place for that that just you know just you just having a casual conversation by yourself you know there's a lot of platforms like you know Instagram lives Facebook lives where you might want to just say a couple of important things that you just want to throw out there I definitely have done that. Um, but overall, I, 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 I want to engage with somebody else who's in a, just to gain that different perspective and tips. And I, I just love the learning experience and the exchange between two people. And sometimes three people, I've had a couple of shows where I've had multiple people who I've interviewed at the same time, but yeah, I've never uh, dabbled yep. in my own personal podcast like that. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Thought you'd, I'd like to know everyone's different. Um, I know the, you bring on the experts pretty popular. It's pretty easy to do. You just 
once or twice a week pop that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to admit, like it is, it is a bit challenging to come up with new refreshing ideas as a solo. I do a solo podcast once a week. Oh, okay. Um, I do it because it's the storytelling secrets podcast. I got to tell stories um, <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Uh, I also like to use it to document my journey. So, but enough about me, Omar. <laughs> I, um, I, I, one thing I wanted to clarify uh, at, was that let's just say someone starts a podcast um, for the right reasons as well. Like obviously you want to build connections and have and learn um, and then secondary is pick up clients. What would be the conversation that you'd have uh, with those people that you bring onto the show to naturally segue into, hey, you could be a good fit for what I do. I might be able to help you. So as they, along with the guests or like kind of putting it towards um, getting business back to me? Uh, so like acquiring them as clients. Oh, okay. Um, so let's just say you're on the show, you're, like you're, you're on the show, you have a good chat with them. And then like, do you have a follow-up? Is you have a conversation after like off air? Um, just curious to know what that conversation looks like for my audience. Oh, so specifically for like, if I was to try to get the guest to, to be an, uh, a client. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it, it really depends. Um, I think that it's a lot of the, there's a lot of action that happens um, before and after the show, <laughs> which is actually cool. So um, I, I do happen to have like the majority of the guests, I would say in, in my wheelhouse, like they're not necessarily looking for um, becoming a client, but there's a lot of things that happened um, or happen all the, I should say very frequently where there's business relationships that can develop before and after the air. So in the podcast world, it's very much like uh, an advertising opportunity for both parties. And there's things like affiliate networking that you can do, podcast sponsorships uh, that you can do. Um, It really depends. So like sometimes it's not really a matter of just getting a a client out of the person. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is a lucrative opportunity where, you know, like some of these people who say that you've interviewed have courses um, and they're looking to get a part of your audience. That's why they're on the show, obviously. So like yeah. affiliate codes and, you know, like that's there's, it's a, a tremendous amount of revenue that's captured uh, before and after shows just with that link specifically. So that's kind of something that happens, especially in, in that relationship between, a, you know, a, a podcaster and a guest when they avail themselves to those particular opportunities that they, they're trying to pitch. Because again, like you said, you have a, a, a mailing list as well. And if I had a course and we had an offline conversation, we can absolutely like have a, a, a affiliate code for you. So if you sell one course or someone in your audience is interested in that particular course, we would be able to, to give you a percentage of, the course's earning. So that's, that's something that goes on a lot behind the scenes. Uh, there's a lot of people who sell products who same thing, they, they'll offer affiliate uh, marketing opportunities for selling stuff on your website and vice versa. So that, that, that's definitely a conversation. I don't think I've particularly dived into necessarily get them, you know, to be a client particularly, but I've without a doubt, yeah, yeah. you know, had, took those opportunities on. For sure. It's, it's like all about creating those. If it's not like one-on-one work, then like you said, partnerships with someone 
really, really work. And, and it might not be like after that podcast that you say, Hey, let's, let's, let's promote each other's courses or something. Yeah. Um, it's all about, I, I'm definitely all about like ongoing relationships as well. So how I'm curious to know, how would you nurture your take on um, nurturing that relationship um, after you've been off air? Cause it's so easy for someone to just have a conversation podcast is said, and you just don't hear from them again. Yeah, no, you know, the, the, the easiest thing is to, you know, whenever I hit the end button, I, I kind of prep my guests to say, you know, don't hang up as soon as the podcast is over. You kind of want to just kind of recap and kind of go over, hey, you know, was I was that was that good for for you? You know, anything that you want to kind of edit out? Like I kind of talk about that because, you know, at the end of the day, this is what they're what, what I'm trying to do is promote them and promote the show. And that's their show. And I want to make sure that not only my audience gets a lot out of it, but they were able to convey their message as well as they could. And, you know, first off, you just kind of, mm. you know, a five minute conversation afterward is great. And then just like follow up emails, you know, like just kind of saying, hey, you know what, that was uh, something uh, of a show, you know, keep in touch. And then, of course, a- a- as the, the relationship in the podcasting world naturally progresses is that after the show is recorded, you know, you have to get your links together, the show notes together. So th- there's another opportunity to to reach out to that particular guest and say hey you know what here the show's up it's live you know please promote it on your stuff you know and just kind of it's almost like a natural phenomenon if you want to call it that you just it's it's almost like a a a funnel (laughs) like it keeps on kind of just dripping away where it's like you know there's just this there's stages of the podcast production that you continuously are able to keep in contact with that particular individual. And I think it's just kind of a natural thing. And it's like when other opportunities pop up in either person's lives, you, you say, reach out and just say, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. Would you be interested in doing X, Y, Z? And one of the good things that you really start noticing in this space is that a lot of people are very, very supportive. I honestly, I can't tell you like a horrific experience I've had with another a podcaster or YouTuber or anything like that. They're really generally out there to, to help support, you know, promote and really build, you know, and that's really kind of what it is. And all content is content and it's so valuable that everyone wants an angle of how to create content and podcasting is one of the easiest ways to do it. So that's why I think that the, the, the relationship naturally grows over time. If that's really what you have intentions on doing. Yeah, man, so many things to take away from that. Um, definitely. Like you said, uh, where the lead up to say like where, where you publish the podcast and then that's, that's a touch point of communication. And even just after like people are just willing to help promote most of the time, I would say about 85% of the time, it seems like they, they actually click the email onto their list and promote it. But one thing I've noticed after like, uh, after a hundred episodes, I was talking to you about this Omar at the start is that um, it is probably a good idea if you get into this to create some sort of system where you know, like five or seven days out before the podcast, you you let the person know like, okay, your podcast is coming out, just a reminder. And then you might remind them three days out and you might give them some resources. And then a few days after you, you publish it and you say, how do you feel? Like maybe you want to give a review on my podcast or something like that. Um, and that's just how I'm always continuing the conversation um, on my end. 
Yeah, no, that that's that's the absolutely great tactic. And you, like you said, it's it, that natural progression of all those events in that little time span keeps the contact going between, you know, the host and the the guest. So it's just kind of all of a sudden, you know, we don't speak one time. We're speaking like seven, eight times over the course of time. And that, that's that's all you really need to kind of build that type of relationship that's beneficial for both. Absolutely. Exactly. I think it's a great, great way to end off. Um, so the key lessons from today are, if you don't know how to differentiate yourself and you want to get in touch with good experts, you want to start a podcast. I've said this many, many times. It's such a good idea. Um, and, and secondly, you know, um, maybe if they're not a good fit for say, like being a client, are they a good fit to say being like a partnership? Like, would they be able to help promote your stuff? Could you help promote their stuff? not necessarily selling one-on-one. And the third thing is keeping in touch with them. So the follow-up before and, and follow-up after and just always keeping the loop. I love it. All right, well, thanks so much for coming on today. Where's the best place for my audience to get in touch with you if they want to get to know you more? Oh, sure. My, the main hub for me is omarcumberbatch.com. You can find my uh, podcast, mm-hmm. the Health Coach Academy there. You can also find uh, my podcast, this podcast burns fat and, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to help. It's, it's one of those things, like you could say, like we you obviously create a relationship with the host, but I also love to to reach out to the host's audience and uh, any feedback, anything they want to touch base with me is if, if you're interested in like learning a little bit more about what we do over here at, at my place, yeah, please uh, shoot me an email and definitely would be open to um, helping out in any way I can. And that's one of the good things about uh, is having these podcasts is like, of course, I meet, you know, great guests like yourself, but also, you know, your tribe. So, <laughs> you know, apples usually don't fall far from the trees. <laughs> nice. Uh, Omar, I'm going to definitely put all your, your links in the description and, um, you know, thanks for coming on again to Storytelling Secrets today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. There you have it. That is Omar Cumberbatch from the Health Coach Academy podcast. So if you want to go check out his podcast, I'm going to leave that in the description below. And like I mentioned, if you're having too many Cokes, you want, <laughs> that's a generalization, you want to cut down on your sugar, uh, I recommend you go check out his five-day sugar-free challenge at omarcumberbatch.com. I'll leave both of those in the show notes below. Other than that, thanks for tuning in this week. So glad and so grateful you you enjoyed listening. If you stayed all the way with me to the end, I would love it if you could leave a review, subscribe, tell me how you thought about the episode, good or bad feedback. I love both. Other than that, this is Jules Dan. Thanks a lot for tuning in to Storytelling Secrets. Bye.